welcome back to another episode of Bopcast, where it is my job to break down the moments and the stories that changed people's lives and also have a little fun in the process. And today on the podcast, I have my friend Lupe Dragon. Lupe Dragon is a singer and songwriter from New Jersey. She's been playing music since she was in high school. And at this point, has released multiple projects, singles, etc. Um, most notably, uh, her live performances are really something to see. Uh, they are a true spectacle. Um, I That's where I first connected with her uh, face-to-face. I actually found her, uh, I found out later uh, in this podcast that I found her on Instagram first, and then I ended up seeing her live and uh, put the pieces together that it was the same person and she honestly uh, she blew my mind with her performance um, you know we were at a mad mind show which comes up a lot uh, in this podcast I won't uh, you know go off on it now but we were at this show with a bunch of other artists and she always gets the whole room jumping so um, we go off on music uh, influences performing live you know uh, somebody hacking into her account uh, and taking down her SoundCloud and things like that um, just an amazing conversation uh, with Lupe Dragon today really appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Make sure you don't forget that our sponsor is SodaBeats.com. It's the easiest and best way to make hip-hop and rap beats online for free without downloading any software. So yeah, you can pull it up at school, on your school computer, on your browser, literally anywhere, on your home computer, uh, you know, an iPad, uh, literally anything. And uh, you can make hip-hop and rap beats right there. So um, I always go too long with these intros, as you know, folks. So thank you so much for tuning in. And I appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode with Lupe Dragon. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Bopcast. Obviously, I don't know what episode number it is. Somewhere in the high 50s at this point, I'm pretty sure. And today on the podcast, I have Lupe Dragon. She's an artist, singer, songwriter, um, producer as well. Um, I would I would think. I'm pre- you, you produce as well, right? Yeah. Not really. I'm starting to dabble a little bit, but not too much. Okay, so, uh, you know, up and coming producer as well. Uh, you know, I saw you, the first time I even knew you was I saw you live. You, like, killed it. Your li- her, I would say your, her live performances are just, you have to be there. It's just one of those things. You just, you have to watch the energy in the room where you have literally 16 rappers going up and then you have Lupe Dragon halfway in the middle of the, of the entire event and she just... She gets more people riled up than, you know, half the rappers that are on stage. So um, it really is a spectacle. And that's where I met you for the first time. And we connected there um, at Mad Minds, which literally comes up every single episode. So shout out to Turkside, Mad Minds. Make those happen again, guys. Let's go. Um, I will digress on that topic. But thank you so much for being here today, Lupe. If you want to introduce yourself to the audience and just let them know who you are and what you do, and then we'll just take it from there. Yeah. Um, hi, guys. I'm Lupe Dragon. I am a artist from northern New Jersey. Um, and I make, um, I guess at this point, I consider it alternative pop. Um, my music kind of goes everywhere. So I don't really like to stick to one thing. And that's something you need to know about me, like, right as you go into listening to my music. Yeah, when I first heard, when I saw you, I go, all right, she's probably singing. I don't think she's going to rap. Then you sing, but then you like have rap verses in your song. So I'm like, what is going on here? I don't. So I will say this just off the cuff. I just um, put this together in my head. In my head, it's like 
and this is just me from my influences, like Billie Eilish mixed with Nirvana mixed with Phoebe Bridgers, like all together. I'm not sure if you know all three of those. I do know all three of them. Okay. I have listened to them. Yeah. So, and like, obviously that doesn't encapsulate all of you. It just, those are the, all the vibes I got. There's like some Nirvana co- chords with like, there's some Nirvana progressions, right? Yes. Right there's there. Kirk, there's and Kirk for, Cobain. for people uh, only listening right now, she's pointing to a poster of Kurt Cobain um, mixed with some like Phoebe Bridgers type of folk chords, like, um, and you know, like a little bit of like Billy Irish, like kind of that not singing, but kind of a little bit of like lower kind of tone of voice. I don't even know how to say it. See, I'm not like a real musician. <laughs> I don't know like real musician words. Um, but yeah, so you had like, when I first saw you, it was like all these different kind of genres. Like you're not kidding about that. It really is. Um, a, 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 your music is a bunch of different genres kind of put together, but I would say, I think, I think, um, it's not like it's EDM music, right? Like it is a uh, singer songwriter, probably for the most part. I mean, we could go off all day about the genre. It doesn't really um, matter, but I really would like to know what kind of like, where was your start? The earliest music that I could find was like a year, maybe two years ago that you released. And I even went to SoundCloud and that usually like, if you look at my SoundCloud, I wouldn't even talk about some of this. <laughs> like it was way back. So how long have you been releasing music and or I guess, and as well, like, when did you start, you know, practicing? I started writing my own songs when I was 15, actually. And I did have a SoundCloud before the SoundCloud that I have ah, now. Ah, that's what happened. And um, it got hacked by a hacker, actually, back in 2019, after I released my first EP, Can't Even Stand It. It was really cruel, but I was also stupid. In 19, he said that... Um, he was an A&R for this YouTube channel and was able to gear people to all my social medias if I signed it to this link. And then I did that and then all of it was gone. Um, but I, re- I re- re-uploaded the EP, um, started up my SoundCloud again, and I started just throwing stuff up there. And it's been doing fairly well, I'd say. Uh, Happiness, which is a single I dropped kind of when quarantine started it got about 400 plus listens on soundcloud which is um which was super cool someone they reposted it and then i had more people listening to it and it's a song that generally not a lot of people like (laughs) which is interesting but people on soundcloud really love it so like the emo rap people really loved it um so that was interesting huh okay so you started with um just writing music were you playing it too? Like, were you writing and playing guitar and singing? Yeah. Or, I was like, releasing, start? it started with like, um, I had this old 90s recording mic that my dad had because he worked with PCs all the time. And I'd plug it into my computer and record these awful demos. And then I'd release it on SoundCloud. I was like freshman, sophomore year of high school. And it would get a, like a lot of listens and then um i got my blue yeti mic and then i started releasing like better once i started playing with garage band playing with reverb it obviously sounded awful still but it sounded less awful i was putting out uh covers of songs um and releasing my own stuff uh, one of them was addicted which was a song i wrote when i was 16 and that ended up being on the first EP I put out. Um, so that's cool just to see the evolution. I don't even think I have the demo for that anymore, but it, it went through a lot of revisions before it was released. 
So was it people who you like knew who were like listening to it? Like, was it like your friends and like people at high school or like when, like, that's how I started too. just the only, that's the only reason I ask is that like my like school, like I put out the song and like my school started listening to it. And then it was like, like this weird thing where I was like, I didn't even think anybody would even listen. I thought it was like going to be 10 people, you know? You know, that's funny. It's uh, when I started putting out songs on SoundCloud, it was around the time when like Yik Yak was a thing. I don't know if you know what Yik Yak ah, was, but it was like an app where like people- I haven't heard that in so long. Like they would up and down stuff. And one time I was on Yik Yak um, while I was getting on the bus back to go home from high school. And someone was like, yo, Lupe Dragon's song is like really good. And then someone else was like, she needs to stop singing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, so every, so, there were like two spectrums and everybody was upvoting, downvoting. And that was kind of like weird. It was the first time, you know, cause I was also like the new kid at school. I transferred high schools and like people were starting to know me as like the one who like sang. And I don't know, I wasn't that popular in school, but people always had something to say about um, my SoundCloud. And so it was kind of interesting. Cause then you also had the kids who tried to be SoundCloud rappers and that was cringy enough. Um, so I'd be compared to be like, oh, Luke is going to be a SoundCloud rapper. And now I actually do rap. So it was kind of like full circle weekend because I was like, that's not me. But well, I knew I there was something in there about high school, like what people listen. Like, so that's so funny you brought that up. Yeah, like it's because when you're in this kind of like little uh, microcosm, you know, with that is high school. So like people that don't like it. They, it's not that they don't like it. It's just it's high school. Like, if they don't like you, then they can't like it. Or it's like, you know, it's all this clicky stuff. And uh, so I just, I knew there was something in there about, uh, there had to be something in there with you releasing music in high school with people saying stuff about it. Um, it's just like a theme. Like, that's just what happens, uh, you know, when you release music at that time. And I give you props for doing that. I mean, imagine the amount. Thank you, yeah. Imagine the amount of people you know, kids who are in high school who wanted to release something, but like, didn't even have the balls to release it. This is and, why I do what I yeah. do. Yeah. Well, Be I, we'll go into that. Yeah. Like why? Because I cared way too much about what people thought in high school. And now I have a very like F you attitude to everything. Um, you know, a lot of people told me in the beginning, you know, if if you look more feminine like like a girly girl like more people will buy your music if you dress in a provocative way like people will want to buy your songs like people will buy into sex and this and that and i was like you know what i i just want to <laughs> make music and jump on stage and break ankles like i don't care um and i don't care enough to be like you know um sugarcoating the way I feel in my music. And I think that was a, another thing is being vulnerable enough to do that. That's why in like my newer stuff, I'm, you know, more angry and more sad. And I'm really like exposing those wounds because I don't think enough people really do that. Like when you bring up like Billie Eilish, she was like really young um, when she started, you know, 15, 16, singing about depression and suicidal thoughts. And I'm like, that's, stuff we do not talk about enough and that's why I kind of do it for kids that were like me growing up like I wanted an artist that really talked about that stuff and the ones that I did grow up with were like bands um Jack's Mannequin, Dashboard Confessional, um Eminem, Watsky, like a lot of artists people don't really listen to or they say that they're corny um Logic is another one so I kind of 
grab influence from everywhere, but I also grab um, influence from artists that are more soulful, like Ke Keilani, Janae Aiko, you know, so I, I'm kind of like a mutt when it comes to music. I consume everything and I just, I digest it. And then when I write my own music, I just kind of go with my feelings. And so, um, yeah. There's a few different angles I could go off that, but I would like to go, um, you know, into the, just quickly touch on the inspirations and then go to the kind of the songwriting stuff. But um, as far as like, like you mentioned all these different artists, was there like, one or two that are that really were like formative for you that were like yes these are the artists that really influenced my sound or made me want to release or create music like was there one or two that kind of like really stand out if i had to pick two it would definitely be ed sheeran and dashboard confessional um dashboard is just super raw chris caraba is a great um writer he and um, he was part of the reason why I'm not afraid to like sing about anger, sing about like um, a manifestation of emotions, which again, not enough people do. And Ed Sheeran, that's really where I got that fast talking like rap vibe from. Like mm. he is incredible. And he also is kind of like me. He listens to Eminem, but he also listens to Damien Rice. Like he encompasses a lot of different hybrids of genres and like, like I said, like he likes to mix and mash and also tell a great story, which is kind of the uh, heart of writing is just telling a story. Yeah, that's I don't know if you've listened to Sturgill Simpson before. I don't think so. So he's a country. He started as a country artist. He would work oh, that's on it. <laughs> yeah. He, OK. Yeah. So this is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, there, boom, there's a stigma right there. So but yeah, <laughs> so he started in a literally like perfect country artist start in a coal mine. Right. And when he was in his late 30s, his girlfriend was like, why don't you just record some of this music? Like, he literally was like a freaking coal miner. Then he records an album, ends up, like, going on tour from the album, quits his job, the whole thing, like, the artist come up thing. But when he was, like, 40, like, he just worked a normal job, somebody gave him the idea. Then from there, like, he did country, then he did rock, then he took the country songs and made them folk, too. Um, and like he did all this spinoff. So like when you say like, you know, talking about an Ed Sheeran who like can do Ed Sheeran, when you think of perfect, do you think of these kind of like generic Ed Sheeran songs? Like he can do R&B too. He can rap too. Like he's so multidimensional. Oh, yeah. Did I didn't realize that. I didn't know. I thought uh, he was just, I'm a DJ. I'm a wedding DJ just for context for people. I play <laughs> Ed Sheeran when it's a prom and the kids need to slow dance or when it's a wedding for a younger people wedding and people need to slow dance. That's when I play Ed Sheeran. That's what, that's what I thought he was, but he's not just that. He's oh, yeah. actually this whole multi, you know, talented guy um, in all of these genres. So um, do you do you like when you're sitting down and this will transition into kind of the songwriting, I guess, off this, like when you're writing a song, do you kind of just let the song, I guess, then like you don't have any genre limitations. Then when you create a song, like if you want to rap, you're going to rap like if the if the words are better for rap, you're, are you going to you're just going to wrap them instead of sing them, right? Is that kind of how it works? Like, can you break down a little bit of your kind of process for putting these songs together? If I have a justification to add a spoken word or rap, then I will add it. You know, I got to really feel it. Like a lot of my songs, they just, they start from inexperience. Um, most of what I write usually has to deal with love, heartbreak, um, that type of stuff, just because it's, <laughs> Unfortunately, a topic I know 
a little too much about. Um, but when it comes to cultivating, like building the backbone of the song, it starts with the guitar and a, a melody. I'll sing over it. And then the production really comes when I usually meet with my engineer, Matt, and he helps me build the beat. He helps me kind of craft like the whole picture and working with him is super awesome because he sees the vision sometimes even more than I do. And then I get to tell this beautifully tragic story or happy story or however um, we change it into. And I, I take a lot of inspirations from that. I love the beginning from building the drum beat to picking the bass or if I want live drums, just working with people or just again, being in the studio, just building a beat from scratch um, and just feeling that out and working around it. When it comes to the actual like theme or like content of the song, does it come from like like uh like a sentence that you have or like an idea? Like do you sit down and say I'm going to write a song today about something and then you come up with the idea? Like how do your ideas for these songs form? I usually let it come to me first. Like I have to be in a place like I can't force myself to write a song. Like some people are like, "Oh, like every day I'm going to write a song." Um and that works for some people. For me, it's like I have to genuinely like feel a reason to write a song. I have to have a reason to write something. I have to have a muse or a concept or an experience that I need to write about. Because for me, writing has always been a form of therapy. So for me, I have to have something that I need to release, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's sad. I need to have a reason to release this energy out of me. Um, and then I ultimately feel better. And then I'm like, oh, like if it sounds like crap, it's it's going in the garbage. But if it's good, then I'm like, well, what can I do to tell this story to other people? Um, okay, so it kind of like starts with that emotion. And then it's like, but let's craft a story um, from this emotion. But it's kind of like first, it's like an energy release, like first yeah. and foremost. But like, so do you like when you say writing as an energy release, do you write not to write songs? Like, do you just write? to write or is it only like is that really like your only way like i don't journal like i don't i write songs but i don't have write a journal but i feel like some people just write like maybe journal and stuff like that and then that's like a cathartic thing for them but for you is it just the songs like do you find yourself like when you're in that in a place where you need to get that release is it just you go right to the music um Yes and no, because music for me basically is my journal, but poetry also is. But sometimes I can, you know, mold my poems or lines from my poems into a song. But sometimes I just leave it as a poem because it could be like a sentence or two. And then um, I don't really see it fitting anywhere. So it's kind of both. Like I have a lot of poetry that I don't share. And it's because a lot of it can be, you know, dark or um, not usually graphic, but for some people emotionally graphic, like just um, sort of sadness. But um, sometimes, again, I'll chop it up and add pieces here and there into songs. So some of it people have heard because they started off as poems and then they became song. Mm, I think there's something to that of like going from like such a from like that like from a poem imagine from a poem from a lot from a word to a line to a poem to a song to the writing of the song then to, to the beat then to create the song and then to go perform that song like that 
is something that I feel like people don't really, well, I just know, they don't see that. Like, they just see Lupe Dragon on stage performing this song. And so, it's so interesting to me, at least, like, just as, like, a listener and, like, somebody who's super curious, to kind of just see the whole process, right? And, like, obviously, I make songs, too. Like, I made a lot of songs, but everybody just has their own way of doing it, you know? So, like, it going from a poem all the way to on stage, um, it's a big kind of trajectory, but we only see that kind of end product, and that's a whole nother music discussion, obviously. But my question off of that as well is, do you think about performing the songs when you're making the songs too no i i I don't think i have sometimes i've thought of video concepts like in my head um but just not having enough resources to really um execute them but um i do think of videos in my head like what what color would i be wearing or who would i have be in the video or what's like what is the story I'll tell in that video, because sometimes when I write songs, that's not necessarily what the video will be. Sometimes I'll have like a double meaning to it. And that just gives you a different way to, you know, view it, um, the perspective changing. So sometimes I think about that. I've only done one video, but I do want to do more. I want to dabble into hiring people to do animated videos. Cause I think like, again, um, not only just, um, having another way to tell the story it also gives a way of giving an opportunity to newer artists um or animators to put their name out there so i like i like to go with both you know yeah that's uh i i yeah i find myself doing that too where i'm like sometimes i make a song i'm like halfway through i'm like i know exactly what this video is gonna be like i know exactly what it's gonna look like and uh luckily like i work with a very talented videographer um kind of serendipity how like i ended up meeting him Uh, but when you do meet that person like you said like when you do meet that animator or whatever like um the things that you can create when you add a video element is kind of it's it's a whole different animal right um but yeah like as far as your you know just staying on the performance aspect have you always been so i don't i'll use this word again in this different context but animated in your performances like listen like i you know when i performed for the first time it was like it was it was like decent you know like i did like one song but i didn't have like i just like walked around you know like i didn't do <laughs> any i didn't really do anything and like people right like and that's what you kind of do cuz you don't realize that you're like on a stage like and people it's a stage dude like you got to do if you're not dancing fucking do something okay cuz you got to do you're on the stage so um stage and people presence man right so exactly so did you always perform like I saw you perform at these Mad Mind shows where you're like so into it and just so like literally like the energy, like you can just feel and see the energy. Like, have you always performed like that? That's a good question. Um, Not always. And it started about my sophomore and a sophomore beginning a junior year of high school where I kind of broke out of my shell a little bit more. And I started doing crazy stuff when I did the talent show at school. I would like jump off the stage and I was wearing these cool different outfits. And 
it was a time where I really broke out because I was like a really shy kid growing up, actually. Um, when I was uh, 14, 15, I was diagnosed with my anxiety disorder. And I realized that was part of the reason why I was self-conscious, like more about myself because I had overwhelming thoughts. I kept overthinking about what should I wear? What do people think of me? And like this paranoia. And then when I kind of broke out of that and started to not care and be like, you know, Effort. Like, I'm just gonna go on stage and do whatever. Um, that's where it started, probably when I was around 16 or 17. And then now you see me perform on stage like nobody's business. It's because I took a leap of opportunity to get to that point to kind of um, go against my anxiety disorder. So it actually took a lot for me to get to that point, really. Oh, wow. That's crazy. So it really like started from being like almost the opposite of how you should have felt yeah like how you should have felt was like oh just stay shy and like not you know whatever like i'll just be down here but like the uh, like what you what people would have expected you to do as somebody with anxiety or shyness is not what you do on stage like it's the opposite so that's so interesting um did that and i know songwriting is an outlet do you think being on stage is a form of an outlet too Absolutely. I I get a high from it. I get an adrenaline rush. I get everything. For me, it is another form of therapy is being on stage because um, I don't get stage fright. Normally, I don't. Um, I get on stage and I just do what I want to do and I feel everything and I just let it happen. Um, any dance moves that I do are like, I don't really dance. I half the time I'm like jumping around and I'm out of breath at the end of my set. Um, it's, it's, it's a release into the universe again for me. Like everything for me is just an energy release. And um, I like to think that by the end of my set, I release energy um that is positive and it lets people go about their day just uh feeling good just knowing that um whatever they were feeling or not feeling or were afraid to feel they could feel it when they listen to my songs or or they see you on stage yeah because 100 percent seeing that i go in this room where you would not (laughs) expect this girl to go up there and do that with all these rappers and producers and whoever the hell and family members, whoever's there. Um, and I'm speaking about a Mad Mind show and, uh, you know, not, not any of them in particular. Um, but, yeah, you really got to see it to, to, to experience it, you know. Um, do you know a producer? His name's Kenny Beats. Have you ever heard of him? I believe I've heard of him. So he is a pretty well-known rap hip-hop producer. And uh, his slogan is called Dots. It's don't overthink shit. Like, that's his whole thing. And he does this thing called The Cave, where uh, he has a studio, and then he has a booth. And he brings a famous artist in there. They make a beat. He makes a beat for them on the spot. And then he brings them into the booth for them to rap or sing or do whatever they want to do, mostly, like, rap. And, like, the sign on the wall is don't overthink shit. And so do you think that people, the reason people get nervous or get anxiety or, you know, get, you know, have stage fright of any reason, do you think it's because they're overthinking or like, I I know you're, you would be speculating probably, but why do you think it is that like that happens? And do you still get a little anxiety before you go or is it like none at all? Um, for me, I, I definitely do overthink at times. I think it's minimized a lot. I've definitely worked a lot of myself through therapy, through just like 
um, you know, just working on myself. But I do think a lot of people get anxious because they're too focused on what other people think. They're too focused on what mom and dad are going to think of me. They're too over, um, they overthink about what does my significant other think of me? You know, I, I definitely dealt a lot with that too. Um, I dealt with a lot of, um, um, just figuring out my future. Like, what do I want from that? What do I want to do with music? What do people think of my music? And I'm kind of to the point where people are either going to support what I do or they don't. I mean, I went this long with people saying, oh, you're going to be a musician like straight out of high school. Like, <laughs> that's funny. And now I'm doing it and I pay for my own stuff. I pay my engineers. I, I do all this on my own. I work 10 times harder than a lot of people my age because that's the life I have. You know, I don't have mommy and daddy money, you know, not to say there's anything wrong with that, but um, I definitely work for what I want. And I deserve what I get, which is good quality. Um, I think another thing also has to do again, um, sometimes it's better to be alone than in bad company. Um, if your friends don't support your grind, if your girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever you're with is not supporting that either, you know, you gotta choose. Like you wanna be with someone who respects and supports you're 100% genuine self, or do you really want this dream? And you can have both, but you know, sometimes it doesn't always align at the same time. And sometimes it's not with the person that you always thought was gonna be there. And that was definitely something I had to really sit with myself with. Um, and like the friends I have now, they, they support everything that I put out. Um, they might not listen to it right away. You know, like everybody's got like a busy lifestyle, but like the minute they have a chance, like they're like, yo, like I downloaded your EP. Like it's really good. Like they'll post it up on Instagram, you know, like they'll do stuff to show that they care and they support me. And I think for some people that's not enough. And so they overthink, like, I need to do more. Like I need to prove that this person and that person like that, I've got everything. And for me, it's like, I just want to prove to myself that I have what it takes. So at the end of the day, it's just you against you. I mean, right? Like, nobody else is writing your songs. Like, and even if somebody else is writing your songs, it doesn't, you're the artist. Like, you're the person. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I think, man, yeah, I'm so with you on that. And this is the thing that I always say. Like, what I realized after going through, after coming up as an artist with hype, like, my hype was my entire, like, people I went to high school with and stuff like that, right? So then once that everybody does their own thing it's just like yeah sully raps whatever you know like everybody has they meet a new friend who raps and then they're that's hype like i don't like you can't rely on the first on the on the little hype that gets you started that's not what brings you all the way up you know um and i and i will say this too i have zero expectations of people to support me with my music most of the time I would just say, like, my friends don't have to like what I put out. Like, if you like music, it's from taste. It's not that you were forced to like the music. Like, your friends don't have to like the song. Like, they can say, like, honestly, this isn't the song. I don't love this song. But and I've had my friends say that be support. like, I like this yeah. more than that, which yeah. is constructive criticism. And then criticism. tell you why. Exactly. Yeah. The best thing you can have, which, like, shout out um, to my friend Chris Miller. He... We were friends, but he we became so much better friends when he started being interested in my music. And it was amazing to me because he would just be like, yo, this this just doesn't slap. 
Like he'd just be like, this is just not, he's like, I know what you can make. And this is just not good. Like I'll, this is why. And he'd tell me this chorus isn't good or whatever. Like, and he'd like try to try to give me as much detail as he could as to why it's good or why it's bad. And that's what you need. It's not, I think people think like people have to like my music. Like they don't have to like your music. They have to be honest about your music. So like, that's what I always say. It's like my friends, first of all, like they will support me. They will listen to the song. They will download the song by default, but they don't have to like it. They don't have to share it. They don't have to send it to their friends. If they do, it's a bonus. But if they, but at the very least, like, yeah, like my girlfriend, my girlfriend listens to music that's on the radio i introduced <laughs> her and now that she's had maybe one or two artists in her life that aren't on the like that that kind of she watched come up but like this is my whole experience like 99 percent of the artists i listened to were not on the radio or never were on the radio anderson pack is the first artist one of the first artists jack harlow too like these two people who i've been listening oh, to for jack so harlow right like and i could be a whole podcast about him but like i've been listening to him since um since he dropped loose and before that um i like confetti a lot confetti's dope um but um yeah i'm blanking on the song on that um on the song name i'm off a tab but that's synthetics oh sundown that's it since that song sundown i saw the music video had like fifty thousand views it was only people from like louisville kentucky like who listening to it and then like probably me and some other people from the northeast but it's like those that's my life like i'm used to that and then you take my girl who listens to literally just like no disrespect to her at all. That's just her music taste. It's just taste. Yeah. Com- comes back to just taste. Um, and so like I don't expect her to like this like rapidy rap verse that I did. You know like so yeah. It's like it's it's better to have the people who are just gonna be straight with you. If they tell you hey it's dope, that's the worst probably the worst feedback I could get. Like <laughs> I think it's dope. So you didn't tell me anything. Like thanks. I'm glad you like it. That's better than nothing. But like hey it's dope. But this is, but I don't, re- I don't know. This verse is in. I'll tell you why. That's the fire. Like, right tell there. me about that reverb that I add in the back. You feel like I should do more, do less. You know, like stuff like that. Like, get like nitpicky, because that's how I am when I um sit with my engineer and I'm like, mm, take that out, put that back in. Like, I'm crazy nitpicky now. I used to not be like this when I first put out my first EP. I recorded everything in like one or two sessions and now my vocals i got like layers going on and i've got all these extra background MIDI vocals stuff. too yeah yeah and background vocals and instruments so now i'm just like tweaking here 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 i mean the songs that i'm gonna put out after the ep i just put out um i put out an acoustic ep um a day ago actually um the songs i'm gonna put out after that um i've had for over like maybe two years now (laughs) so i've been tweaking it like since then just because i want some stuff that really shows who i am as an artist and really is uh building my quality and my evolution as an artist and like when people are just like that's dope it was okay it's all right it's not my thing well then why is it not your thing? You know, what what could have I've done better? What is, you know, I, I like to know what people are interested in or not, or what they find interesting about it. Um, I like to have a discussion. I mean, obviously, don't be an ass about it. But like, just be like, you like this, you don't like this. So I, I like to have a conversation. Yeah, I love I that's it having the conversation. Just tell me like, all right, if they say, all right, it's just the genre. I don't like. Oh, zoom gang gang we're back okay we're back <laughs> Some, somebody's watching netflix 
Um, <laughs> shout out to Brandon for editing this. I'm going to plug everybody at the end who contributes <laughs> to this podcast, but I love you, Brody. Um, yeah, so, you know, at this point, you brought you brought it up, so perfect transition. Um, bedroom Files, did that happen in COVID? Uh, was all that music released or created, uh, like, during the last year, or was that old stuff, too, or older so, stuff? So, Bedroom Files... Um, it was a lot of songs that I wrote back at my old house. Actually, all of them were written at my old house. I actually just moved into my current apartment right now, um, excuse me, at the end of January. And so I guess I kind of wanted to pay homage to that house, to my room, where I had so many memories for over 20 years. Um, so some of it was recorded with, um, Actually, all of it was recorded with Tyler uh, down at the vault in Booton. Shout out to Tyler. He's super awesome. And then one of them is just an iPhone demo that I just wanted to throw on there for fun, just to show people how it starts out. So the whole EP is just showing people what my writing process looks like. It starts with an iPhone demo, and then it goes into a more developed demo um, just with the guitar, just with the vocals, and then you see what I have on the EP, which is more instrumentation and the production and whatnot. So it's just kind of laid back. It's acoustic. It's nothing crazy. It's just um, authentic lyrics and a guitar. So. So funny. You mentioned Tyler because I texted him an hour ago to come on this podcast. So (laughs) I will just say weird okay y'all can go listen to these episodes weird things happen with this podcast there's a reason i gotta do it it's a whole thing i could go into it i won't it's go an into energy it we're all about it's an energy, energy today <laughs> um yeah literally though like it's a weird it's called the power of the podcast is what i call it and it's a power that is unlike anything else but shout out to tyler i actually worked at the vault um i was an unpaid intern and i learned so much about music production and engineering and tracking and recording and i could not have i would not be i would not have been able to engineer myself without him at all like without his guidance first of all it was my friend beach links who's been on this podcast he helped me a lot uh gave me a ton of game um he engineered one of my my first album and then tyler I, i applied for an unpaid internship i drove there like every day and uh two two some two summers ago yeah two summers ago and that was I learned so much there, but uh, I just had to mention him because you know he's he's uh, he's such a talented dude and so so down to earth and he will he just knows music like he just he, he you just feel comfortable with him in the studio I I feel like some of the yeah. really are weird he's like super chill and he's not pushy at all he like some some engineers like the two that I work with the most are Matt and Tyler and um, he's just got an atmosphere like you just walk in. And he's just like, let's go to it. And he's just starting to cut up once you start to record things. And he has a lot of patience too, which I think is important for engineers to have because um, I'm not what I'd say a professional guitar player. So a lot of times I have to like, I have to record my part like a couple times because I have to get it on beat. And so I'll be like, ah, or I'll say fuck and I'll just start cursing and he'll just start laughing, which is like the best thing. Um, So we've had a lot of fun times. Um, We recorded a lot of demos. This one time I had like an eight hour session with him. I'm like, let's do this. And we sat all day in the studio and it was like the best day ever. So 
definitely if you guys need an engineer i highly recommend him he's he's super dope tyler braddock the vault studio boot in new jersey go there they just have they have like two other engineers now which is crazy it makes perfect sense though the business is expanding yo yeah he's awesome um yeah uh, like one other the last thing i'll say about him is yes he i would watch him go throughout his day right and like he talked to gabby and like he talked to like he'd um you know, it'd be checking up on his kid and stuff like that. And like every session, new person, every new person, he'd come with the same energy. Like it was like a reset. Like he doesn't, he'll literally start the session at nine thirty at night. And like, he's coming with the same energy as two o'clock in the day. It's crazy. I don't know how he does it. He, I, I saw him drink like a cup of coffee in a day. Like, it's not (laughs) like he was banging, you know, energy drinks. It's like, he just has that energy. Um, but yeah, that's crazy. And, uh, so touching on that music, yeah, for me, um, Plant, I really like the the music on Plant, um, on that song. It's just, I just, I love the chords. Um, I just got good vibes from it. Um, and I'd like to touch on just like one little lyric, which is, um, I haven't found it yet, but maybe it hasn't found me. So I like that. I think it's the opening line of the song, if I'm not mistaken. What, what, can you expand a little bit on that track? Um... It really has to do with um, finding a soulmate, really, or discovering a soulmate, however you meet your significant other. And I think the double meaning I was trying to get across with plant is, you know, planting a seed for um, pure love. And that's something that's really hard, especially in this day and age to do. And that song was actually supposed to be on an EP that I scratched, which was, which was supposed to be called um, The Garden, which is where, you know, plant the garden um, would have made a little bit more sense. Um, but that one, yeah, it really just has to do with planting, you know, um, a good opportunity or, you know, like planting your future with someone um, sometimes your plant will, you know, wilt or die if it's not nurtured. So it's about just nurturing, um, a healthy relationship and, you know, maybe you haven't found that yet. You're looking for it, but you haven't found the right person that will be able to nurture you as a person. Um, so that's kind of where that line came from. My cousin uh, grows weed, and he's been on this podcast, a marijuana grower. And uh, one thing that he said, and I know because I love you because I just say that because it's funny. Um, but it's true, to be honest. It's 100% true. This is full-time job. But he said, one thing that he said, he said, plants never take a day off. And as long as they're alive, they never take a day off. So, like, that's the thing where, like, it's kind of like love like that. You can't really take a day off. Like, if you're with somebody like that, and I had to realize that because, like, the amount of things like you probably too, but it's like the amount of things we have to do. And it also it's things that we choose to do. So it really doesn't make sense. It's like, I'm busy, but it's like, you made all this stuff. Like you made yourself busy, but yeah, I have to do it. But like, you don't really have to, but like, I know I have, I have to anyway, right? Like I don't have to do this podcast, but I have to, you know? So when, you know, and then that makes it really easy to take a day off from the person that you love or in the way of, what taking a day off means is just maybe not like being there for them that day or not like putting in, you know, the same effort that they're, as they're putting in, which like, it's a balance, right? Like it's a whole thing, but, um, you know, I don't know about you, but like, that's something that I definitely found, um, you know, is that you really do have to show up all the time. Like, it's not like, 
it's 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 when you're with another person, you gotta you gotta show up every day, you know, no matter what, no matter what. If you have fourteen to eighteen hours of work that day, it doesn't matter. You're still showing up, and you plant and but you know you got to water the plant like that's what if you don't water water it like it it's going to need that much more water the next day and then it's going to be you know so i really like your analogy on that thank you and i think not enough people understand that because we're in this type of culture there's hookup culture and you know all these things um i don't think enough people walk into a relationship really setting their intentions sometimes and that's part of it. The other part is, you know, depending on one person to carry the whole relationship. So that's where the other thing comes in about nurturing the plant. Like you got to water it. Like if you're in a relationship, you both have to water that plant or it's going to die and will, and then it's not going to go anywhere. And so, yeah, I guess that song really can be a representation of what love is now is that like you either water the plant or you let it die. And that's, very dark way of looking at it but it's true and it's really sad at times yeah like do you want a beautiful rose or do you want a little weed you know do you, you want, want like this a... this this weed that's coming up you know that's just there like it's a nuisance you know and you like just pull it and it comes back up like that's a hookup and then yeah. you know like a japanese maple that's a relationship right there like, I don't know if you've ever seen those things. Those things are big. They're worth, like, $10,000. Like, they're crazy. They're it's crazy, just a plant. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it really is like that. It really is like that. And that's, I mean, that's a theme. I mean, that's a theme that so much music. You know what? I Until I, uh, somebody, actually, I was at a, I was DJing a wedding the other day. And uh, somebody was talking about, like, you know, um, they didn't, oh, yeah, the the groom in his vows. He said, you know, he didn't realize the meaning of all these songs until he got married or whatever. It's like same thing for me in a relationship. It's like now that I'm in a relationship, I understand a lot of the not that I understood the songs. I could just never really relate to them, you know, and like yeah. now I can relate to them. So it's but so it opens that door because so much of music is about love and not love, you know, the not loving somebody or somebody not loving you or love. That's like me when I'm with someone, like I can listen to like lovey-dovey songs and then I'm like a little schoolgirl. I'm like, oh, this is so cute. But now <laughs> because um, I'm not in one, I like listen to love songs and I'm like, oh, this is so cringe. Like I cringe up and I ball up. But then when I listen to a sad song, I'm like, yeah, I feel that. But when I'm in a relationship, I don't want to be sad. So it's like, I mean, I still listen to emo music because I'm kind of emo. I'm not going to lie. But I, I totally got some get in me that. Too, so, yeah. You don't get to like feel that because it's like a fake, like it's not genuine to listen to that and be like, oh my God, like everything's lovey-dovey. So like, yeah, that's how I am. I'm very emotional when I listen to music. Like I have to like, you know, feel it sometimes in order to really be satisfied. Like I can't listen to Perfect by Ed Sheeran also with kind of overplayed even though i i do love that song it's extremely overplayed it's very overplayed but it's it's one of those songs when you're with someone you're just like like i love you like i'm with you like i can understand what he was writing because i feel that that vibe the connection you know like that's a very significant like you know love song so. yeah and it's 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 like i i made a song called heart problems 
and uh you know it was about like being with a girl and then there was like another girl in the picture but none of them were like were like super serious and then one became serious like i can't write that like i won't write that song now like that type of like because that's not my situation right like you're only gonna write like ed sheeran probably wrote i would assume he didn't write that song you know um if he was dating three people at the same time <laughs> you know he's not gonna write perfect <laughs> so it's just yeah like to write the song it's situational and then to um you know listen to the song you have to be experiencing that emotion to really get it you could be like oh this is a good song or it would be something you listen to 10 times in a row if you're really going through that. Um, That's why, like, yeah. I don't get when people tell me, like, you need to write more songs. I can't even stand it. You need to write more happier songs. And I'm like, but that's not what I feel right now. Like, I have to feel, like, in that, like, mood to, like, write something or it's going to sound garbage, first of all, and it's not going to come from... Um, a place where I'm actually feeling it. It's it's not going to sound like anything because I've tried doing that before and it ends up just sounding awful. It, it's not coming from a genuine place. Yeah, no, I've been there too. And like taking an old idea and trying to make it and it's like sometimes it just, it's not going to work. Like I'm on to the next yeah. thing. And yeah, like, or I'll just have that night when I'm like, I drink, like I have like a glass of whiskey or something and I'm like feeling something. And it's like, I got to write a song right then. But then, like, when I go to write a song in another scenario, it's like, I can't, I got nothing right now, you know? Yeah, it's like, if you, sometimes you feel it, and sometimes you don't feel it. But, uh, yeah, I'd like to ask you, like, what, you know, what do you, what's, I, I think you mentioned, like, music that you're going to be releasing, but, like, you know, what's next for Lupe Dragon? What's good, what's good for the rest of this year, and then, you know, beyond 2022 and beyond? What's next for Lupe Dragon? Lupe Dragon is going to be filming a music video in July. Um, it's going to have um, someone that you did mention on the podcast is on the song. Um, and he's super cool and awesome. He's going to be in the video. And Ray Bentley is going to shoot it. Again, he shot my first video for Can't Even Stand It. And I'm having him come back on the team to do another one for me. And yeah, it's that's going to be a lot of fun. And then the song for that is also going to drop. Um, and then I have another one after that, that I'm debating on doing an animated video for. Um, and then another one, I'm going to be releasing singles from now on, um, up until I feel like I need to release an EP. Um, I don't really want to release an EP and just have two songs then promote it and then just, you know, throw all this other stuff that people won't pay attention to. So I'm going this route so I have more people really being like, well, um, paying attention to these different stories individually. So that's where I'm going right now. I have at least three songs that are going to end up coming out, hopefully before the end of this year. There you go. Well, that sounds good to me. I'll be listening to them, downloading them. Um, and yeah, that's, that's, I'm with you on the singles. I know that there's more exposure with singles. Um, I also realize now that we live in a generation of repurposing your old music. Like you can yep. literally get thousands and thousands of new fans listening to stuff that you wrote three years ago. And I think it's kind of time is like, doesn't matter much anymore as far as like music goes, which is amazing. Um, I guess a blessing and a curse, but um, yeah, like I'm writing and I'm putting together 
got an album right now, and I'm like, is this even worth it? Like, I'm gonna have to market the shit out of it, and, like, people are only gonna listen to the first song, two songs in the middle, and maybe the last one, and it's like, you know, is it even worth it? Um, I, I love creating albums just to create them. I love the process. I love putting together 12 to 14 songs, but, yeah, it's kind of the age of singles, so I'm with you on that. I think you're making a smart move there. Um, you know, before we wrap it up, um, you know, you mentioned that you would be down to play a couple songs, so if you want, um, I'd love to have you do that for the for the listeners and the watchers out there yeah i am totally down for that all right sweet lupe dragon ladies and gentlemen off of the new ep yes it's off the new ep called bedroom files this one is cruise control sweet I love that. Ooh, I love that you. hook. You're free to do one more if you want. It's up to you, though. One more. I mean, you could do two more. I mean, I don't really care. It's up to you. <laughs> you do whatever you want. Um, I've never performed this one before, so I think I'm gonna try this one. I might mess it up a little bit. No pressure. If, You're good. If All I good. mess it up, we'll just cut it. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, do your thing. <laughs> Just go put me down and make it so fake, so tight, so alright. Get in my face despite the light, trying to get to my head. Wishing I was dead, but here I am. No, I'm here to make the world bend. 
I struggle with these thoughts in my head. I can't seem to shake what I said. I can't shake the thought of these emotions when I think that maybe I can get it right. I never seem to ever fight the light. If I wasn't stuck in my room and stuck in the school, I would get back to you and answer all my text messages and seem like myself again and love the world again and love the world again because I'm strongly opinionated, feeling disintegrated because I can't see it, making people hit my face and they seem to see it straight to my face and they make a point, just go put me down and make it so fake, so tight, so alright, get in my face and fight the light, trying to get to my head, wishing I was dead, but now I'm here to make the world bend. Out here, make the world bend. Out here, make the world bend. I love that that uh from the singing to the rap. That was dope. I love that you did both. That was awesome. Thank you. That one is also on the EP. It's called Bend. Um, that one was a really awesome one to write because it was definitely one that I was afraid to put out. So um it just talks about people being afraid of um, opening up about their, their emotions, which was something that we talked about. So yeah, that one was a hard one to put out. <laughs> yeah, well, props to you for doing it. I mean, that's the thing. That's like, even the hardest ones could probably help the most people. So that's the that's the beauty of it. Um, well, thank you so much for performing that. I really appreciate it, doing yeah. those a couple of songs on here. That's why like, I, f if I always forget to tell these artists. You know, some people don't uh, want to. And some people really want to, I found. So it's like, it just, it depends on the person. Um, I've actually never, like, I've never done, I've never rapped on, I don't think I've ever rapped on a, I don't think I've rapped on a podcast. I did a theme song. I did a rap for a podcast I was on in post. Um, but like radio, I've never done that or like rap on a podcast. So yeah, I mean, props, props to you. Also props to you for rapping and playing the guitar at the same time. That is like something that I could do a little bit. I can do it slow, but um that's hard that's hard <laughs> thank you it took a while i had to like build up to it so that's why i was afraid like should i do this one and then i did it and it worked out so i was like that's no, okay <laughs> yeah because you're like your your words are going at one rhythm and the guitar is doing the melodies but it's like so the guitar is like doing this while you're da -da 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 -da, but like but you're the the, t the cadence of of your rap is is different than the cadence of the guitar so yeah that's freaking respect to you lupe dragon to be able to do oh. some stuff like that um and Thank you know you. what like i said i'm glad you did this but people really do need to see you live like with the crowd um it's just the it's a spectacle it's just uh it, it's something else and i think now like throughout this whole conversation like there was a point when i remembered this I remember watching, did, did you do a video, did you do videos where you explained the meaning behind your songs and then you posted it on Instagram? I did it for my first EP, yes. That's where I found you. So I found you before I even saw you live. Then I saw you live and went, oh, I've seen her before. <laughs> and then I oh, put it weird. together. Yeah, so I saw those videos and I really liked how you did that because not a lot of people... It's a lot of times with these artists, like, yeah, they'll have a genius video or something, or like Samad Savage did a genius of himself. Um, that was that amazing. That was so funny. That was amazing. That was literally like, Samad, I could go off about like that and just the things that he does. But like, either you have that or you have something like Samad did. But like, other than that, you don't really know what these what artists actually think about their own songs or like how it came together. So, um, yeah, I, I just liked how you did that. And I just realized like... You know, that's something that I wish more artists did. I want to know the meaning behind these songs, you know. Like, 
Thank you. Okay. It was actually my friend's idea. He was like, if you did that, that would be cool because it's like your debut, like it gives insight to people. And then I did, I did realize a lot of people actually watched it. So thank you for that. I, I thought about doing that again for the next couple songs that I put out just to kind of do those little clips because it kind of gives someone just a little sound bite, you know, to let them know what the song's about. Sometimes I don't like to do that though because I feel like it, it like exposes too much of what it's about. But I also think it's great to let people on, on the inside, like people, people who do care about that um about the meaning behind the song to do that and yeah that's i i didn't even know that you watched them before seeing me on mad minds yeah it's cra- i just remembered during this podcast like i didn't even remember it beforehand and if you need any like video people just let me know i know a lot of them and the videographer that i work with does music videos for a living so um but if you any type of like that type of b-roll stuff or like just going through let me know if you need somebody to shoot it i definitely have recommendations um you know before we wrap is there anything like you want to leave like listeners with like obviously plug your stuff but um you know you could just plug your stuff and tell them where to find you or if you if there's anything you'd like to leave them with uh, anything you want to tell them specifically you can go ahead and do that too um i'm lupe dragon you could follow me on everywhere at lupe dragon l-u-p-e d-r-a-g-o-n um and then you could also follow me on TikTok at Lupe the Dragon. And I guess I just want to leave everybody. Um, you know what I want to leave them with? I guess I'll just say um, if you haven't checked me out, um, it would be totally awesome if you did. And just remember to not overthink what other people say because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. So. Wise words from Lupe Dragon. Lupe, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. It was a Any, lot of fun. Anytime. Yeah, no, I had a great time. This was awesome. Um, hopefully, next time I'd love to do in the studio in person, um, have all the cameras and lights set up and everything. I'd love to do that. Uh, before we go, as as you know, listeners, um, I'm Ryan Sullivan, also known as Sully Bop. That's at Sully Bop. That's SullyBop.com and SullyBop.com slash Bopcast for more information on the episodes. Um, all of Lupe's links will be in the show notes where to stream her music on different platforms as well as her Instagram account. Um, so if you're listening on any of the platforms right now, just go to those show notes. They're there. If you're watching on YouTube, right down below, it's there. Um, shout out to Ryan Kelly, who did the logo. Shout out to Brandon for doing all of our video. Shout out to Jelly music uh for the music shout out to soda rewriters for uh being our sponsor today sodabeats.com the easiest and best way to make hip-hop and rap beats online and uh man you know it takes a uh takes a team uh shout out to tret too he's not here today he's my producer uh when we do the in person but um yeah i uh it's uh it takes a lot of people to put this together and finally thank you to everybody who's listening and watching this podcast and making it happen and finally again thanks lupe for doing this really appreciate it Thank you. I appreciate it. And shout out to everyone he just shouted out. You guys are awesome for building this village to put together this project. It was super awesome. Thanks, Lupe. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Bobcast. I hope you got a ton of value from that episode. I know I did. If you could, I would please encourage you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Now, that is the best way uh, to gain new listeners and grow and rank on the platform so new people can listen to the podcast. So if you do have a minute, um, probably less than a minute, maybe 30 seconds of your time uh, to leave us a review, uh, that would be amazing. Thank you so much. And uh, make sure to visit sodabeats.com. It's the best way 
to make beats online right now. Easiest way. Uh, you can use them uh, for profit use, uh, uh, no royalty fees or anything like that, and uh, you get to keep the beat forever and do whatever you want with it. It's great. So more at sullybop.com, video version on YouTube. You guys know the deal. Thank you so much. I'm Ryan Sullivan. This has been another episode of Bobcast. I'll see you guys on the next one. This beat is by Jello Beats.